Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA. Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel with you. Thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Men's our next guest. Well, she'll be a very happy lady. We've spoken to her a couple of times. She's a regular now, I reckon. She is. Uh, Nicole Bolton, the assistant <laughs> coach of the Adelaide Strikers. The championship winning Adelaide Strikers brought to us by Tire Power. Holiday getaway sale. It's on now. Huge value on selected Falcon passenger and SUV tyres. Firstly, Nicole, congratulations. Uh, thank you very much, boys. It's, uh, it's good to be a winner. And how have the cele- celebrations been? Uh, well, Saturday night certainly got away from us. I think uh, a few of the girls made it through to sunrise. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of a long night in the change rooms, but it was fantastic. I mean, we were able to get all family and friends into the inner sanctum and, and celebrate together. So, um, yeah, it was one of these things that you look back and, um, yeah, pretty fondly. Absolutely. A great crowd there as well to see the Strikers women knock off the Brisbane Heat in the WBBL final. Hey, there were some pivotal moments in the game that I want to just walk through with you, Nicole. So we were one for 71 off 9.5 overs, and then things slightly changed for us when we were batting. Your thoughts throughout our batting innings, you would have been happy at that stage, and then I guess as the innings went on, maybe there were some nerves? Yeah, I thought we came out with really good intent. I know we had a, a seriously good power play. I think we were 36 after four, and then to be in that position at the halfway mark, think one or two down to 71 um you know the conversations on the side were obviously if we can get to 150 160 it'd be a pretty competitive total because we know the firepower that the Brisbane Heat possess and um I think the way that we were hitting, hitting the ball in the partnerships and, and Laura and, and Tali and McGrath they were looking at they were doing it quite easy but as we saw consistent wickets and it was quite difficult for new batters to come in and find the boundary so you know, when you're making 125 after 20 overs, um, you're probably sitting there going, we're, we're going to have to bowl really well. And um, that's sort of what our bowling unit's been, you know, renowned for and, and done throughout the whole season. And I guess run, runs on the board in the final and small totals like that can do some pretty funny things to, to teams as well. Well, they certainly can. And so the message then at the halfway point, you mentioned that we've had the bowling lineup that's got it done all year, but as you said, and watching this live, I thought if we can get to 140, you'd absolutely back us in. But at 125, is the message any different? Is there some nerves? Is it, all right, we need to get absolutely everything right? What, what's sort of the message in it at the halfway point? I think at the halfway, well, first and foremost, we can't change it. It's 125, that's what we've got. And we just have to really stick to our basics and... Funnily enough, um, you know, I was having conversations with the staff and I said, oh, this game's going to be, um, you know, one on, on fielding. And, and both sides probably didn't have the best <laughs> night in the field. So, um, yeah, I think the, the message was pretty simple. We just needed to hold our nerve. And I know the run rate was only about six and a half, but if the sooner we could bump that up and, and build some pressure and create some wickets and sort of give ourselves a chance and... To get Grace Harris, who's been an unbelievable finals player over the last two games for them, how we did with Gemma Barsby, I think that just created a little bit of belief amongst the group. And, um, you know, our, our bowlers are relentless, to be honest with you. Um, they build a hell of a lot of pressure, push the run rate up. And um, as you saw, the wicket wasn't the easiest to bat on. I think um, we gave ourselves that opportunity and, and took it right down to the last over, which 
um, you know, this group has a, a hell of a lot of fight about them. And, um, yeah, I mean, the, the Brisbane Heat, they're going off 197 the previous final to, to you know, them not making 125. Um, it just goes to show how, how well we bowled and um, how brilliant they've been across the course of the comp. You mentioned the fielding of both teams wasn't fantastic. I just wanted to know, because there were some simple mistakes, even some bad shots towards the end of the innings on, on both teams. Do you think that, like, was this the most pressured game you've been involved with? The pressure just seemed to build and build, and maybe the extra crowd there uh, helped build that. But it seemed that, in, well, not many players handled it well, except for may, maybe Amanda Jade Wellington. Yeah, I think finals can do funny things to people. And, and I think having recently, um, the Strikers girls having recently won and then being in a few finals before that, I think having that experience in finals and, and moments and being under pressure probably held them in a little uh, better stead. Um, but in saying that, being able to have a home final in front of your home friends and family is a bit of a different story. So... I think at different times the, the girls got quite nervous, um, but they really embraced that opportunity to be able to play in a final at Adelaide Oval. And I think the Brisbane Heat, um, you know, haven't played off um, for the trophy in a couple of years. But again, they're you know a really good team. They've won two titles, so I think both teams knew what it meant. Um, it'd been a long season, and I think at, at different stages, um, you know, probably let the occasion get to them. But I think our girls' experience over the last couple of years is probably what um, got us over the line. Yeah, you mentioned the experience uh, and Bonds mentioned under pressure a man at Jade Wellington was incredible. Another who was was a skipper, Talia McGrath, really good with the bat but then two huge wickets to get Dupree's and Harris to sort of just swing the momentum in the innings in our favour and the question I want to ask with this is for your casual fan, they would have looked at it at 19 overs and gone, alright, which fast bowler is going to come in here and bowl the last but Talia McGrath gives the ball to Amanda Jade Wellington. No surprises probably for yourself. But I guess how that played out and to, for Talia to have the impact she did and then to back in Amanda Jade Wellington and for them two to have that impact on the game. Yeah, there was a lot of um, discussion going on um, with us as coaches around how we wanted to sort of utilise the last three overs. And it was really important to be able to, I, I guess, get the right people in at the right time. And I think Megan shoots over um, was unbelievable. And then Darcy Brown to back that up. Um, and it was all about how could we hand over that last over where we could give someone like a, a Wello the opportunity to actually be able to defend. And I think Darcy and, and shooters um, back-to-back overs was huge and being able to allow Wello to, to come on and, and bowl to 13 runs off the last over. So... Um, you know, sometimes people sort of look, oh, you know, Megan Shoot probably should have bowled the last over, but I honestly think that games are won in that 17-18 over and, and being able to restrict teams um, before it gets to the last over. So I think kudos to, to Luke Williams as well and, and being able to sort of get that message across and then for those two and, and Talia to, to back her bowlers in. Yeah, it's a great point. Shooter and Darcy Brown's overs were incredible late in the innings. Now, Nicole, I want to take you to the last three deliveries. So with three deliveries to go, we looked like we were in a strong position, 11 for them to get. Then when they hit the six, one, how were the nerves with that? But then secondly, when that ball went in the air and Gemma Barsby took the catch, how nervous were you? Because if it goes over the rope, we're done. Well, I think I think Luke and I and, and Sats turned to the 
each other and like any danger of not bowling a slot ball. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, or, I mean, when you're a batter in that position, you, you've got no other option really and like hats off to her to, to go out and no one could hit Wellow all night and to go out first ball and hit it for six. Um, we're pretty nervous to be honest because five off two, especially... Um, in, the, in the way that the game's played these days, it's fairly fairly doable. And they still had, um, you know, some hitting power to come as well with Hancock. So um, when that ball went up and, and Gemma was under it, um, you know, it was pretty nervous. And, I mean, Gemma's not the tallest girl going around either. So, um, you know, I was quite quite pleased that it dropped about five metres in from, from the rope and she was cool as a cucumber and was able to take the catch. So I thought that was pretty clutch by her. Certainly was. Uh, Bridget Patterson, uh, did she go back-to-back as far as best performers off the field after the game? She had a big year last oh, year, been, apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's been some photos circulating which she probably would, would never <laughs> like to see again. But um, the girls are currently in full flight at the moment um, at the hotel, which is just near the Adelaide Oval. So, yeah, they've uh, they've gone again. But um, unfortunately for them, they don't have about 25 days before their next game. We're actually... Uh, back on deck next week for our 50 over. So, yeah, they're due back. Yeah, it might yeah, be a good I thing. Oh, just a serious question on Bridget Patterson. Um, her keeping throughout throughout the competition, it's, uh, she just got better and better, I thought. Yeah, I really think she did as well. She's done such um, a mountain of work behind the scenes with our um, fielding and keeping coach and Mark Eichler. And, um, you know, when she found out that she was going to be take, taking the gloves, um, the the work and, and what she did behind the scenes is unbelievable. And I think every game she grew with confidence and, you know, she, she did a bloody, bloody outstanding job and then also to play a pivotal role in the middle order for us as well. I think she had a, a bit of a breakout year um, and she's just so reliable and dependable. So we're, we're fortunate enough um, to have her on our side. Nicole, for yourself, you're on the other side last year as a player in a losing final. Uh, the emotions, I guess... Winning the final as a coach in comparison to a player and then conversely how it was last year? Yeah, I mean, I guess when that last ball was done and, um, you know, we knew we'd won it, it was just sheer elation. I think, you know, Luke turned around to us and we just huddled in as a coaching and support staff and just shared a really special moment and um, a lot's gone into this campaign. But I think sitting on the other side as a coach, you don't, as a player, sometimes you don't really know the work that goes on outside of the bubble. I mean, as a player, you sort of just get great opportunity to be able to, to go out and express yourself and, and play the game you love. But um, from a, a coaching and support point of view, um, a lot of work goes in behind the scenes to make sure that, you know, the environment's right for the players, the preparation's right, and making sure that everyone's ready to go when they have to. So to be able to, to be involved with that was, is, was really cool because, and you sort of feel like you're a part of the whole process. And um, celebrations probably weren't as wild as they would have been if I was a player, mate. So <laughs> I, uh, I was a bit more reserved, just basking in the in the glory with the rest of uh, the guys that, you know, did, did the work behind the scenes and just watching the players make full of themselves because that would, would have been me last year. So, yeah. um, no, nah, it's just fantastic. Just really grateful to be a part of it. Congratulations once again. Uh, fantastic effort. The whole city is proud of our strikers and uh, hopefully the men can go and uh, repeat the dose and uh, have uh, men's and women's champions. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's got a good ring to it. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Thanks, Nicole. Um, enjoy yourself Thanks, and uh, keep working hard. Thanks.
Thanks, guys. Thanks for your support throughout the season. Really appreciate it. Great work, Nicole. Nicole Bolton, Australian uh, cricketer champion and now assistant coach at the Strikers and uh, at the Scorpions. It's um, they're very lucky to have her, I think. She'll Uh-oh. be a very good coach. Without a doubt. She be she is a great coach, and that's what we're hearing out of the camp there at the Strikers. But also, it's a good story for someone who played in a losing final last year. You love hearing those stories that they get the opportunity to have an impact the next year in a different way for her, but gets to be a winner in the, B- in the WBBL.